This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Yeah, we made it. You just talk. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action. Welcome in. This is Moneyline on a beautiful Sunday morning. You know what time it is. It's time to get some money. It's time to get you on the right side of bet. And it's time to have some laughs because it is Moneyline and ESPN 97.5. Nothing's changed. That is statistician. My partner in grind at Josh Jordan 97.5 is where you can find him on Twitter. Josh Jordan. What's up, Jerry? Man, what a great weekend. I love me the NFL draft. It's, uh, it's kind of my Christmas. We could say things have changed since we last saw each other. And one thing for sure that's changed is the man behind the glass. At the producer Nick is where you can find him. Nick! What is up, bud? How y'all been? Hey, it's a, it's like a start of a new life sometimes. Whenever you have the draft, you think back and you look at it and you're like, well, it's it's so much speculation, right? Like you speculate so much if this guy goes here and this guy. But now that we have the, the dust settled... We have a little bit of picture. Uh, we, have, we have a superstar coming into this town, right? They say a guy that's going to throw 40 touchdowns. We'll see about that. But 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter. The phone lines are open. If you have anything to say, anything to get off your chest, whether it be Rockets, Astros, the Texans draft, we are here for you. Again, 713-780-3776. Let's start right there because... The anticipation, the speculation, to, to to wait on a third round for a pick, and then the pick the pick came in, and uh, once it came in, I had to, I did a double take. Once I really started looking at what happened, then I started uh, going from there. But right off the top, third round, sixty seventh overall, Davis Mills, quarterback. That's what the Texans' direction. What do you think about it? Oh man, where do I start? <laughs> um, I, I, you know, admittedly, I didn't watch a ton of football of this guy before the pick was made. Obviously, nobody did because he played in eleven games. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of football to watch. <laughs> Not a lot of tape to watch on this guy. But I did. I went back and watched. I think four of his games. I watched every single throw of four of his games. So I, I got a good feel for him as a player. Before I get into him as a player, I just didn't like the decision to go quarterback there. I I don't feel like the roster is, is at a, a place where they're good enough to where they have the luxury of grabbing a quarterback in the third round when that's your first pick in the draft. So I didn't love that, but it is football, right? Quarterback's the most important position. So if they feel like he can be their new starting quarterback and you get him in the third round, then it, it's hard to argue with that. It's not what I would have done, but a lot of the things Jack Easterby has done in the last couple of years are not things that I would do. So... You know, I, just philosophy-wise, I, I would have waited on quarterback. My biggest concern is that they take him here, and then they watch him for a year, and then they don't love what they see, and then they end up having to use a first-round pick on quarterback again next year. I just hope that doesn't happen. What 
can he possibly do in this season to what is he going to surpass Taylor all of a sudden? And then all of, you know, what happens in this year that can be justified to where next year you're not even looking at a quarterback. I don't think that that much can happen. There's not much opportunity. Let's say he's young. He's going to have to learn some Taylor is a sufficient quarterback. Someone that's at least a veteran in this league, someone that can, can do what's needed in, in, in this, let's call it a, uh, trash can right now that he's having a deal and pick out you know scraps from that's what taylor's gonna do yeah. davis mills is gonna have to just sit there and learn so going to what you said so what goes around next year when it comes to that second or third round and then all of a sudden you're like man that guy's value but going to davis mills many have said though that some teams might have been trading up they were they, they had him circled now you look at what the texans their reaction and it was like man they, they had this guy circle circle. They cut his name out of the sheet and, and they put it on. Everyone had it on their fridge at home. Davis Mills. That's who we're going. They they wanted him. They did. I mean, a, look, we the Pep Hamilton connection, right, to Stanford, so that the Texans probably had a little bit of inside information on him from somebody that was there that, that know him well. And, you know, I went back and did a bunch of research on him. And guys like Mike Greenberg, you know, for Mike and Mike, you know, he does Get Up now on ESPN. They were doing segments with Mel Kuyper talking about who's one of these quarterbacks outside of the top four guys that you know we've been talking about the most that could sneak into the first round. And it was Mel Kuyper, it was Lewis Riddick, it was Mike Greenberg. They all thought that Davis Mills could have possibly been an option for the the Bucks at the end of the first round, you know, because Tom Brady's getting older. And they ended up taking a quarterback. They just didn't do it right there. So a lot of people that really know this stuff saw Davis Mills as a guy that that could be a, a pick in the, the early second round or late first round. And he's a guy that he was the top recruit coming out of high school. You know, he's the top quarterback. So there is that pedigree there. It's just, you know, some injuries, some COVID stuff didn't allow him to play as much. So he's a guy that not as many people were on. But if we listen to them, that there were certain things they really liked about him. And, and from watching him, look, he, he looks pro-ready. A lot of stuff under center. You don't see that in college. He's very the prototypical. Often. He looking. is, and he he runs a little better than you think. His mobility was something that people weren't sure about. But he went out at his pro day and ran a forty in the four fives, and then he ran another one in the four six with no brace. He's a lot yeah, faster. Yes. So, and that was something that Daniel Jeremiah was like. He's got to convince NFL teams he's a little more mobile. I, I think Vince Young ran like a four six seven at the combine. You know what I mean? So it's like if you run in the four sixes, that's that's pretty good. I'm not saying on the field he can run like Vince Young. I'm just saying his measurables are in that area. Vince Young just fell over right yeah, now. Yeah, I the, know. What right? the hell did that guy say right <laughs> yeah, now? I know. So was this a move of, I don't want to use the, such a term so strong, but desperation in a way, knowing the circumstances going around with Watson? Does this all but put a period right there to the end of that and saying, man, they're moving forward. If they're going to use in a draft that they don't have a pick into the third round and in the third round, they go ahead and take a quarterback. Does that tell you everything you need to know right there? I'm not quite so sure. The rest of the NFL said that like Adam Schefter, you know, everybody lost their minds when this pick happened on draft night. I just think it's a wait and see. They don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun, but we talked about this on Moneyline last week The Ian Rappaport reported that Deshaun still has no intentions of playing for the Texans ever again. <laughs> Even after all of this crap, he still is saying that. The girlfriend privately. that cheats and you give yes. her a chance, you know, and you like come back. And she's like, well, I don't even know if I want to come back. <laughs> exactly. Well, you're the one that's still texting me. Mm-hmm. That's what's going on right here. And Deshaun, if 
if the fans were to open their arms to and everyone was to say, you know, I'm not going to use the term sweep it under the rug, but to say, you, you know, let's get past this. We know you're better than that. Let's get back to football. And then you're over here with this. Well, I don't know if I want to play. Yeah. With you guys. I'm really busy with this trial. and <laughs> I don't know if I feel like I got things football. going on right yeah. now. I'll see if I got time for you. You know, that's not what I'm trying to hear right now. But then at the same time, I'm not trying to hear. I mean, Casario's he's. I think he he's that guy that tells everyone right before it's time to go on camera any anything public to he's like hey stand back I got this like he's he's almost like a robot up there he yeah. says he he says everything you he's supposed to say everything I guess you want to hear in a way but then you don't get that in you know the little bit more he just keeps it real real strict he's like a he's like a parole officer up there you know you're not getting past him you're not saying anything and the way he looks at you is like do I even want to ask anything because it's not going to go anywhere. No, it, he it, can see through your soul. He can't, it's that Patriots thing, right? You know, he he's not going to give you anything. He's really not. So, I, the one thing that did make me feel good is apparently the Texans aren't the only team that don't know how to handle their quarterback. Uh, now the Texans aren't the only disaster. You know, with with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers right now, and him, rumors that he wants their GM fired. And I mean. Boy, the Packers really screwed that up. And we see with, you know, Russell Wilson possibly wanting out. A lot of quarterbacks, I think, are realizing that, man, I've got all the power. I, I can do what I want. And that's going to open up right there for, for everyone to get in right now. 713-780-3776. Because right when the Rodgers news, you know, started, let's call it rumors, not even news, just whatever it is. I'm not even sure where to go with this. Everyone started posting Deshaun Backer started coming out and saying, "Well, what's the difference now? If you are gonna, if you're gonna ride down on four, you got to get on twelve, right? You got to get on Rogers for this. Phone lines are open. What's the difference between Rogers trying to cop out of his team as to what Watson's situation is? Is there a difference? Twenty-two, the number twenty-two, isn't twenty-two accusers? There's a big difference right there. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Is there a difference, or is Rogers minus the massages?" Minus the tables and minus all the goodies, minus the cheesesteaks and everything else that comes with Watson. Are we talking about the same scenario? A superstar trying to duck out on his team a little bit too quickly. 713-780-3776. Moneyline ESPN 97.5. To call into the HRP listener line, dial 713-780-ESPN. Administration of employee benefits is a hassle. Let HRP eliminate those burdens and save you money. Visit hrp.net today. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. It's Sunday morning. It's Monday Line. It's ESPN 97.5, and it's you. That's a winning team, 713-780-3776. It's Josh Jordan. It's Nick Sharara, and it's Jerry Bono's with a Z. Holly is in the house, chilling with the with the squad, and we're uh, trying to get into to these rumors because we go from speculations of the draft and then all of a sudden, right before, right before it kicks off, then you get a, a bombshell. And it's not in the in the form of a of a mask, of, of a smoke mask. You know, we've seen those kind of bombshells before. But this one came in one that 
we we've heard that there's been trouble with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in the last few years, but I didn't think it was in the way that it was. I'm out of here, and that's the image that they're that they're trying to give off in a way. But Rodgers comes back all of a sudden after it breaks. He he, he kind of rescinds his his statement. He says, "Well, I mean, I love the the Green Bay fans. You know, it has nothing to do with them." Now, some people are saying that he's calling for the GM to get fired. GM comes out at the Kentucky Derby and and says he he has no clue about that. He just just showing no face to it. I don't know what to do with this. What's going on, man? This is huge. I mean, <laughs> I mean, man, Aaron screwed them so bad. It was like he was just waiting for this. An MVP. Think about that. <laughs> now reports are coming out that right when the summer. All right, let's let's think about how the season ended. What was the last thing that you remember from the Packers season? Them not going for it. Yeah. Right. So then you you, you start right there, and you, when when did he get past that? How long did it take him to get past that? Because once he said, "All right, I'm gonna circle around back to this. I'm not done with this." Once he said, "I'm not done with this." He went to the table from reports, and he said, I want an extension. Yeah, I want an extension. I want security. You're going to show me, MVP me, right? With the one that you don't do anything to help. Me. You're going to show me. And then they were talking about restructuring. Restructuring the nerve mm-hmm. of the lack of respect, right? After everything that you've done, that, you, that, that you've shown him that, hey, we might go a different direction soon. And, and I'm not going to say it's so crazy because you always – plan for the future Rodgers isn't getting any younger but the way they did it with drafting love so early and then not giving him any more weapons we know what the, we know that whole fiasco so now we are here and now we are at the point where he says they they took the he said no no restructuring I'm gonna circle right back to this at some point when he circled back around and now they said all right let's talk about an extension he said nah I don't even want to be here yep and that's where we are now crazy how this stuff changes so fast and it's you know, we, we had, you know, the Russell Wilson situation. We heard he wasn't happy. To me, here's the one common link to all this. Tom Brady. They saw him switch teams, go to the Bucks and have and give them a list of all the guys he wanted to play with. And they wouldn't got all those guys. He's got everybody acting <laughs> And then they crazy. won the Super Bowl. Russell and then they Wilson, brought them all back. Everyone's acting crazy. Like, yes. We got to get out of here. Yes. It's time to get out of here. It's time to get to Troy on the HRP listener line because he wants to talk about Rodgers. What's going on, Troy? Your money line. Hey, how y'all guys doing? Good. Good morning. What What can we do for you? What do you think about this Rogers situation? Okay, I think that it kind of was a smokescreen, but not from Rogers from Green Bay, because I think Ben Green Bay really been trying to get rid of Rogers, but they're a public team. If they do anything against Rogers, they're gonna get killed. So, what's the best way to say we want to trade Aaron Rodgers? Say Aaron Rodgers don't want to be here. Green Bay exactly leaked that Aaron Rodgers wanted to leave. Aaron Rodgers did come out and say he wanted to leave so they could trade him now. But if, they, if he would have said that, like, right before that San Francisco trade, he'd probably be in San Francisco. I don't think Aaron Rodgers said it. I think Green Bay throwing it out there, trying to open up people's minds and letting them trade Aaron Rodgers. Because if they don't, they can, um, if they do it on their own and don't do it like he wants to leave, they will get cursed so bad. Yeah, no, it's it's. I mean, when you when you lose a player of that, of that of that stature, right? Like if you're talking about an MVP guy, a guy that's always in the MVP talk, and that leads his team with with a let's call it sometimes mediocre uh, rosters. He, he 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 does. He's a one man band. You saw what yeah. he can do. And whenever he went into a fu mode, let's call it, he did the tour last season, and he's mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna make all of you pay. And that's exactly what he did. 
Now here we are, but it goes back to what Josh said, and it's and it's that Brady fever, yep. and a lot of people are seeing it, and a lot of people are saying, you know what? I'm not going to let my career get to. I'm not going to hit these later, later years, and and then it's too late. Let me make my move now, or or what are we going to do? Let's get to this, and 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 I think this is going to be that fever that spreads. I hate to even use those terms right now in a, in a COVID world, but this is going to spread. It's going to be a well. I saw them do that, <laughs> right? That's what that's where we're at right now, Troy. I think that this is. I mean, in a, in one off season, if you would have told me two three years ago we were going to have Russell Wilson trying to go to the Bears at one point, or you were going to have the the 49ers reaching out about Rodgers, I say you're crazy. Well, what the world are you living in? But this is the world we're living in. This is where we are now. Thanks for the call, Troy. We appreciate it. But yeah, just a. I don't know where to go from here. If you had to bet right now, what are the odds that that Rodgers is in Green Bay Week One, or is there going to be a lot of moves? Oh man, in you know. He did. We heard a rumor that there was a trade out there to San Francisco and that Rodgers wanted them to do it, but the Packers didn't want to do it. Lynch, let's, let's call it that they contacted them. Yes, and, and it, it involved the number three pick overall was part of that trade package. And we know with Rodgers that, you know, this Jeopardy thing, he, he likes doing that. He just got engaged to a Hollywood actress, so he'd like to be on the West Coast just, you know, for his personal life. Uh, because he'd like to be able to host the show in his free time. That's where he's from. That's, yeah, he's from California. His fiance lives there, works there. So that all makes sense, you know, that he'd want to go to San Francisco. And, and now we've heard that San Francisco is, they feel bad that they had a chance to get Tom Brady, but they didn't do it. You know, they missed that opportunity. And then they watch, because Tom's from California. He wanted to go play for the Niners too, but, you know, ends up signing with the Bucks and winning a Super Bowl. So I think. The 49ers are like, oh, we're not going to make that mistake again. Let's try and get Rodgers. But the Packers are saying no. So I don't know how that's going to play out. I really, because, you know, he's under contract. They, you know, they don't have to trade him. But if Rodgers just doesn't show up, this could get ugly. It's like the kind of the Deshaun thing. If he doesn't show up, what do you do? Is there a difference between what he's doing? And what Watson is, is it the same scenario or is it because with the Watson uh, situation, we've said, you know what, man up, you sign that contract, get out there and go play ball. Are we saying the same thing to Rodgers? If you're listening right now, 713-780-3776, what do you think is the difference between this? Is there a difference, Nick? Do you think that there's any difference? I mean, both of you guys, do you is there or are we putting them in the same category? You quit on your team. Uh, this isn't the way it's supposed to be because when you think about franchises and football, and you think about Green Bay Packers, you know, those fans, they're going to feel a certain type of way. They are. And it's similar. It's not all that dissimilar from what Brady did. You know, him and Belichick weren't getting along. And they, you know, they they set up his contract to where he was going to walk away after that year. And that's what happened. And Mr. Kraft said, I'm not going to get in the middle of this. I'm just going to let Belichick do it. And, and it worked out great for Tom. And it's Tom, man. Everybody sees the freedom he has, you know, to improve the roster, and they want that. They're they're jealous. Do credentials matter here, though, as far as you being able to stick out your neck and say, you know what, I'm not doing this? Does that matter? Because when we look at resume, right, we look at things that achievements. Yeah. Does that give Rogers a little bit more more of a of a ground to stand on as to Watson backers saying no they're standing on the same level it's the same thing I think it's similar because everybody wanted Deshaun out of Houston because they're like man they're wasting his talent you know that trading Hopkins away and all the dumb moves the Texans have made the last couple years 
The Laramie Tunsil trade is a disaster. So everybody's like, get Deshaun out of there. Those people don't know what they're doing. Now you're starting to look at Green Bay and think the same thing. Like, you guys never draft a receiver in the first round for Aaron Rodgers. You always go defense. You know, it's like, and then you take Jordan Love with your first round pick. I think they even got a fullback last year. Yeah, I know. Like a fullback. It's unbelievable. I think. I think it was like Orlovsky that tweeted out like the last like eleven picks or something in the first round for the Packers were all defense except for like one guy. And there's something to yeah, that. Yeah, right? there's right. There's something to that. So I think once the public opinion becomes, man, you got to get Rodgers out of there. They don't know what they're doing, and that's what happened with the Texans. But what has he done to deserve this? You know, you think of where has he stepped out of bounds? When has he ever like quit on? What has Rodgers done to deserve this? He he's he's playing the hand that's dealt to him. He's he's the quarterback doesn't really say much stays out of trouble. He, yeah. he you know he's an example of what your quarterback should be like competitor. Yeah, what has he done wrong to deserve this? Where where did the tide change? I think he's right. That GM with the Packers needs to go. That was a bad move. Frank, you're on deck. When we get back, we got Frank. He wants to talk to the Watson Rogers situation. The phone lines open for you as well. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Money line ESPN ninety seven five. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Like the song says, they don't know who we be on a Sunday morning. This is Moneyline ESPN 97.5. We're going to go straight to the HRP listener line. That's Clarence. Let's talk Rogers. Let's talk Watson. What's the difference? What's happening, Clarence? What's good on, boys? What y'all doing this morning? Pretty good, man. Trying to uh, get past this, uh, all these rumors, we call it, but then all of a sudden, we know you got Watson guy coming out, and he was waiting for another quarterback to do that. He was waiting for a superstar to come out and say, hey, I don't want to be here anymore. What's the difference, Clarence? Or is there any difference between Watson and Roger's situation? Well, let's uh, let's talk strictly on the field. Let's forget about all of us, Savage and all all that was going on. Let's talk strictly field. One of them brought you a Super Bowl ring. One of them has been begging for offensive help. I mean, literally begging for them to draft a wide receiver. Y'all got a running back. Y'all went and got a fullback that made that running back look so much better. But y'all got a running back. This man is begging for receivers outside of Devontae Adams. This man has been pleading with the organization to get him help. And then he, all he wanted was y'all to communicate with him. He's like, hey, hey, guys, uh, y'all taking a quarterback? All right, let me know. Tell me stuff. We're not going to replace you, but let me know. Communicate with me. Now, with Watson, both of them signed contracts. One of them, one of them signed a big-money contract. Rodgers straight up told the team, hey, I'll, give me an extension. I'll work with y'all. I'll work with y'all to get me more help. And look at it. They're not doing anything to help him now. All of a sudden, when he wants to leave, all of a sudden, they want to work with him now. That's the big old difference. One of them got you a ring, and he gave everything to the team. Everything. And he was willing to work with them. First, I thought Aaron Rodgers was an a-hole. Now I'm starting to see more and more, the more you look at it. Nah, he's trying to do all the right things for the team, but they won't work with him. That's the big difference between the two. Yeah, no, I agree. That's exactly what the difference is. And you, when you think about Rodgers, man, you just, again, whenever you've built up a resume as such and you have done things 
accomplishments. Now you, you these are real accomplishments. You've yeah. you've hit goals. Now where do you go from there? Because we've talked about giving a quarterback or a player within you're building a superstar too much say. That's what was going on with the Watson situation. He wanted a lot of say. But then with a lot of these quarterbacks, whenever when when Matt LaFleur went there, there was beef there. Remember, there was who's going to check out the line? Who's going to do the audibles? Rogers is saying, I'm doing my audibles. I don't need I don't need you to do that. For a while there, they were going back and forth. At at one point or another, they kind of just let it go. We'll, we'll play. We'll see how it goes. Well, how did it go? How did that fourth? How, how did the fourth down go? How did it go? That's how it ended because they were never on common ground. Think about that. The whole offseason, whenever Lafleur came in there, it was well, who's going to make the ultimate call on this? Is Lafleur going to change who Rogers is? Rogers knows he checks his own players at the line. He doesn't need to look over and and, and get your thumbs up. He's got this. Okay. So then, what happened last year when the season ended? They weren't on the same page, and that's why you get to where we are now. If you but if you give has Rodgers earned the, the right to have that much pull with an organization? I believe so. He, he um, Without the weapons, he's he's proved it. Again, MVP. Watson, you think, man, we're hoping that you can live up to this contract. When they signed Rodgers, they were repaying him for what he accomplished. When they paid Watson, it was different. You know what I mean? Rodgers, you paid for accomplishments. You paid Watson for what he could be, and I think that's the big difference. It is, and the thing that I found that was interesting that came out is after that hire, they they went to Aaron privately and said, don't be the problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's just like the disrespect to this disrespect. guy. But, and, I mean, Mike McCarthy was a disaster. I'm sorry, Cowboys fans. He's a terrible coach. No, Cowboys fans yeah. cheering. He, he just, he just <laughs> yeah. filled up a tequila right now and said, yeah. thank you, Josh. I, yeah, I know. Anybody with eyes can see that. And then we heard the reports that Rodgers would be in the huddle and one of those dumbass play calls would come in from McCarthy and they'd just start making fun of him and, and Rodgers would change the play. Like, it was that bad. And then you get Lafleur, and they actually had a lot of success, but – you take the ball out of his hands in front of the whole world against Tom Brady. You know, Rodgers has pride, man. You know, like, it hurt my pride. You know, I had the Packers that game. I'm still bad about it. 713-703-776. Conrad, what's going on? Let's talk Watson Rodgers. Hey, well, um, I respectfully kind of disagree with uh, what some of the things you guys were saying. Like, I do think it's it's all the same. The Neither of the one wants to waste any years on their career. It's just Rodgers is kind of later on in his career, obviously, so his timetable is a little shorter. But he's probably seen what other teams like Tampa and what Arizona has done where they're able to get these weapons immediately. And they're just kind of, I want to say wasting, but like he's had weapons around him, but they could have gotten these bigger, like, bigger players. Watson... Like these guys play in a league and in a, or in a you know organizations where they could renegotiate these contracts and leave contracts. You know, if we played and worked in a field where we could do that as well for bigger money or different situations for where we work, we would definitely do it. We criticize these guys because for I don't know what reason for being able to do that, and it's acceptable. It's been happening for years and years and years, but every single time it happens, it's very strange where. Like, oh my God, these guys signed the contract. It's like, okay, well, the name of the game is they are able to, you know, say, hey, I don't want a player anymore, even though they signed a contract a year before. No. Also, Watson, he had, like, 
things have gotten significantly worse since he signed that contract. Like, it's not like things have gotten better, but it's just the same thing that Texas has done over and over again. So he's just like, okay, well, I'm seeing all the things, all the writing on the wall. Andre Johnson, he doesn't like the Texans. He's like, okay, he wasted his career. I see what's happening here. In the last year, things have gotten significantly worse. And Rodgers, obviously, same thing. He's like, why is anyone helping me out with all these other players? Like Tampa Bay, getting people, A.J. Green, obviously, he's not the same. But, you know, he's able to get players from these organizations. Why not me? Let's say that the Packers, and this is going to sound crazy, but whenever you think about Hopkins leaving the team, what if what if they got rid of Devontae Adams overnight, you know? <laughs> What would Rodgers do? <laughs> you know, that's when you start asking questions yeah. because that's literally what happened to Watson. It is. Overnight, he woke up and he said, who? What? For David Johnson? Why? <laughs> he went back. Who? Imagine if you did that to Aaron Rodgers. If he wakes up and Devontae Adams is gone. I mean, it does make you feel some type of way. But then you go back to that day, whenever the cameras were on Watson, he was signing that contract in tears. He signed it in tears. What Josh. even a year ago, Jerry? He signed. Not even, <laughs> it was in like September. Really? Like, yeah. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. I, I, to me, it seems like a long time. I he know. signed that thing in tears. The, the ink was smearing over there. You couldn't even see the date, and everyone was patting him on the back, saying, "It's okay. You're texting for life." And he was high fiving. Yes. And that was after the Hopkins yes. trade. Like, I love you. You know. I love you. And then here we are. What changed since then? What changed? Because Bill O'Brien see- got fired. That's one thing that, as much as we kill Bill O'Brien, Deshaun must have Watson was a, liked him a little bit. He hated the Hopkins trade, but he really got upset after O'Brien left. He was an O'Brien guy. Yeah. He was. But I think O'Brien treated Deshaun differently than the other guys, which happens with your star quarterback, right? Yeah, it just... I just look back at that moment where he signed that contract, and you said it's not even been a year. Yeah. What's changed? Nothing's changed. Everything's still in place other than O'Brien. Yes, that, that could be a, a, how much of a plus or minus. He already knew something was coming. He, know, he saw the writing on the wall. What's changed? We see that they say Jack Easterby has nothing to do with player personnel decisions. Well, I'll be damned. I looked on that TV yep. with one eye open. And I said, is that Jack Easterby? Oh, right he was giving high fives and fist bumps and redfish, bluefish. He was all over that draft room. He's the best fist bumper, though. Like you said, he's that guy that get, he, you know, he, he, he puts his thumb in between his fingers and he goes in for it. I'm looking at him. What the hell is he doing in there? Clearly, he's involved in this. Clearly. Clearly. But then why do they say otherwise? Do they know that the pressure's on? You think they don't? Yeah. They know it. They, they know. You don't think they read the media clip and everything that's going on? Because it spread like wildfire. Now, first it was... It was the O'Brien heat, and then it went. It wasn't local, and then it went national. And then after O'Brien was gone, then it was like, all right, who else wants to smoke? Who else is getting it? Easterby, come a step forward, right? Come to the front. Uh-huh. Defend yourself. He comes out with a Bible in hand. He says, you know, I'm not here to start any ruckus. You know, I just want what's best for these players. I want good locker room guys. Well, no, 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 no. It's because of him that enemy's not here, and not, not even say enemy, but play, uh, guys like enemy. Yeah, and Salah, they didn't interview him. <laughs> you know, I, I I really wonder. You know, like you know, because Salah's not a Christian. If that immediately like kept him from being on the list, I don't know, but it occurred to me. Easterby had the calendar, like we always say that uh, the the calendar with the X name or the number. He was like Salah, he's not coming here. Mm-hmm. enemy. It's like who do we got? Cully. 
Let's get the guy nobody's interviewing. I, I still got his pager number. That's how old this thing is. Again, I just everything just fell. It's falling in, in the in the right in the lap of of Easterby the way he wants it to. Oh, like, dude, he has gotten saved by this Deshaun Watson scandal. But he saves people too by the name yeah, of the Lord. Clearly, he's here to save you. But he's not going to save these guys. Uh, they're in trouble. It's, I, I, I didn't think that the draft was going to change anything by any means. I, I guess I like to have a sense of direction as far as mentally. There's no way that you go grab a, a quarterback if you don't have a pick to the third round and then you go get him, grab him there. That You don't do that unless that you have a sense of direction of where things are going. I think that I'm, I'm going to read between the lines here and say, hey, Watson to not be on the Texans minus 250. Yeah, I, I think they're moving on. It's more of a win, right? I, I think Deshaun isn't going to play here anymore, and he said he's not coming back. You know, I would like to talk about some of their other draft picks. I don't want to be all negative, but I'm going to give one more negative thing about the Texans draft. How many times are they going to waste a pick on a tight end? Doesn't it seem like they draft a tight end every single year? When does that ever work out? And then they always say, no, this guy, he's got, yeah. he's got potential. Kahali Waring, I, he was really good at water polo. We see those skills transferring to tight end. You're like, what? Did he say water polo? Yeah, he did. And how much has he impacted the Texans since he's been here? Like, not at all. The guy's always hurt, and it's taken him forever to develop because he, he was like a water polo guy before he played football. So I'm just tired of seeing them taking a tight end. It, it, it's just a waste of a pick. They have so many other needs, and, and they waste. And I get it; there was some value with the Miami tight end they took. I'm, they just they always disappoint me, Jerry. There's never been a Texans draft where they take somebody, and I'm excited about it. That, that, that's about. I mean, they always let you down. They always pick the guy that's like a borderline first, second round pick. When they do have a first round pick, they always pick a guy that was projected to go in the middle of the second round, like Kevin Johnson, and you know, guys like that. And you're just like. They go to the yeah. ice cream shop and they order vanilla. And they're like, well, we got Rocky Road, cookies and cream, yep. butter pecan. I'll take vanilla. Yep, vanilla. Sugar-free. Yep. Sugar-free. That's, that's what you get with them. Round three, though, they got Nico Collins. We're going to get into that pick because yep. there's light at the end of the tunnel, at least a little bit. He's got a little bit of game, just like we do. 713-780-3776. Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Shout out to everyone hanging out on Twitch this morning. Simons, Big Boss Marshall, Dr. Dre, Crystal, Donna, Game Day LJ, everyone. Thanks for hanging out. Jay Free, I will have a soccer play for you at some point throughout this show. Thank you for hanging out with us every single Sunday. Hey, my man Lamont, like he says, during that contract signing, Watson thanked Easterby. Yeah, I thank somebody that gave me $150 million. I'm thanking, I'm thanking his kids. I'm thanking everybody. I'm, th- I'm thanking every single, the people that built the stadium, every single person. But what's changed? I'm team Redfish Bluefish. Let's he be, gave me $150 million. But, but let's be real, Watson guy, Watson backer, what's changed since then? The writing was on the wall. We like to say that. 
okay, he saw, he knew what he was getting into. Tell me what was different. 713-780-3776. I'll tell you what was different. Going 4-12, and 12, that was different. I think that was a big part of it. He's from Clemson. He's used to winning games. He's not used to he's this. Not used he's to been this. a winner his entire life. They won four games with him last year. Think how bad they're going to be this year. Eight quarterbacks were selected through the first three rounds record since 1967. What does that tell you about the direction of the league or what teams are are thinking going forward? They're just taking them, you know, because so many of these guys aren't getting their next contract with the team that drafted them. So they're trying to get quarterbacks on rookie deals and, and, and win in a window. That seems to be the case. And then not have a problem that, hey, if we miss on this guy, we'll part ways after a couple of years. What did you do? What do you, what'd you make out of the Saints situation and them drafting a quarterback late in Ian Book? I know he's not a starter now. No, but look, it makes sense. You got to develop these guys. It's the most important position. You know, take a shot every now and then. You know, smart teams take quarterbacks in the mid rounds and, and hope that they pay off. And, and sometimes it does. It's it's all. I think it's just the third round. You still get people there that you can fill in to to be immediate starters at other positions. Yeah. You, usually, you don't, you don't get a third round quarterback that's an immediate starter. If that makes sense, you can get immediate starters at that point, but. Like you said, Lance had mentioned earlier during the week that even with them not having a pick till the third round, maybe a few of these guys were going to be starters. Yes. And that let you know everything you need to know about the the depth of this team, how thin they were, and how desperate they were. So at this point, it's, it's taking shots. But you said, we're going to take a shot on another tight end? That's what kills me. I mean, it feels like they have 20 on the roster, and they all feel like the same player. There's more tight ends in, in, than, than receivers. It seems like, like <laughs> Let's get some more receivers in here, please. Let's, let's do something. There's I, guys on this roster. Like, d- did you know Moncrief is on the Texans roster right now? Dante Moncrief? Yes, he's on the Texans. Yes. I just got injured. Yes. <laughs> I just injured myself. Yes. Round three, 89th overall pick, Nico Collins. I love <sighs> this. Yeah. Something. Finally. Yeah, something. And, uh, you know, our own Lance Zerline, you know, NFL.com, draft expert, he loves the pick. He had a second-round grade on Nico Collins. And, you know, I went and watched a bunch of his tape yesterday on YouTube. And, man, this guy can play. He's got good build-up speed. You know, he can run. He's 6'4". He's got good size. He can get up and beat yeah. the ball at the, at the, at the tip of the, of the pass. He, he can beat the guys 50-50 balls. He's physical. He can, he can find space. I mean, but we got to get him the ball. We got to get him the ball, and he's another one of these guys that opted out with COVID, and I think that's why maybe he fell a little bit in the draft because you know he didn't play last year. So we saw that with a lot of these guys that you know COVID in, and COVID impacted their quarterback pick too. Like you know he missed some games. I think the first game of the season because of a, a faulty COVID test. So you could find some value in this draft. Lance was right, but do we think his prediction is true? Lance thought the Texans roster was so bad that they could get three starters in this draft. That's all you got to say. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, did they? Maybe. You know, are we talking about starters from day one or eventual, eventual starters? They might have done that. So, but that just tells you how bad the roster is. But, you know, back to this Nico Collins pick, man. You know, here's some of the things that, you know, Lance wrote, you know, wrote about him. Outside receiver, excellent size. It's nice to have a big receiver to complement Brandon Cooks so that they kind of have that power forward wide receiver. And this one can run. He's really good with the deep ball, man. He gets down the field and he can do some of that Hopkins stuff where, like you said, those 50-50 balls, he can high point it and take it away from you. I was trying to think of a of a comparison for him. And the, the guy that uh, that occurred to me 
is Roy Williams when he was with the Lions. You know, when he was actually good before he got traded to the Cowboys for a million picks. Remember, you know, he was a big receiver, came out of Texas. He had that build-up speed where, you know, and he's a big body guy. He could run. He reminds me of Roy Williams a little bit. I think the ceiling went on Roy Williams was so high that it was hard for him to live up to it. He had to have been he needed to be great. That trade to the Cowboys for all those first round picks, like that I think it like screwed with him mentally because everybody knew it was such a mistake for them to give up so much for a wide receiver. But that that body type wise and speed wise, he reminds me of him a little bit. And man, he can get down the field. That's something they need. So I really like this pick. And Lance had a, a second round grade on him. So you have to like that. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. I know we got a lot of cowboy followers, uh, Cowboys followers in our in our Twitch of uh, channel right here. So let, let's let's start there because being gamblers, I look, went and looked at the rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year uh, odds. Michael Parsons sits up top. Is that justified? Was that a good pick there? Yeah, and look, he's going to get a lot of tackles. You know, that's so that helps you with rookie of the year. He's going to fill up the stat sheet. Their linebackers just struggle to stay healthy in Dallas. So, and they they wanted one of those top two corners, but they got picked right in front of them. So they're like, "All right, we 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 couldn't get one of the top two corners that we wanted, so we'll we'll trade back a few slots." You know, they made that deal. They picked up an extra third rounder, and then they got the best guy on their board there. I think it's a good pick for them. Were you surprised a little bit of how those two top corners went as far as we're talking J.C. Horn, Carolina, then Patrick Sertain? I thought it would have been the other way around. But uh, odds had it that yeah. way as well. But then many people think that the certain last name held it pushed a little bit more than what it should have been as J.C. Horn was an overall better player from what I'm hearing. Yeah. It, it, look, and there's who knows about medical stuff that we're not privy to that information. There's a lot of things that are out there that, that we don't know that only the, the teams know about. But, uh, you know, they, they went in the same range. So if they like the other guy better, that, that doesn't surprise me that much. But I thought the Cowboys were smart. They had to address their defense. We, we talked about how they couldn't stop the run last year. Seven first picks, the first seven picks, defense. We've talked about it constantly on this show yeah. when we bring them up. The defense has holes. It needs – the offense isn't the trouble. No. We saw that last season whenever Dak had to go out there and try to throw 38 points up just to, just to win a game mm-hmm. coming back from 20 points. We saw that right before the injury. They needed something. Now, where they are is right now, does that catapult them to the division leaders as far as winning the division? Because we did the breakdown last week, and they had the Washington football team yeah. actually ahead of them do you think that this does anything for them because after that they ended up trying to get a few offensive linemen as well because their offensive line is getting old it's getting old and those are the right moves i had the cowboys winning the division before the draft and i still have them winning the division they addressed the defense which they needed to do and that's what i wanted the texans to do this defense was terrible last year i wanted to see the texans upgrade the defense and and they they spent all their top draft equity on offense Let's look at the division then, right, going off after the J.C. Horn, Sertain, and then all of a sudden the Eagles came in with Devontae Smith. Yeah, Holly's Eagles. I love that pick, by the way. It, they, The talk was always about weight, right, size. Yeah. But when's the last time we've ever seen someone that explosive? I mean, you, you, you literally saw him take over games time after time, and we're not talking about a touchdown in 120. We're talking about three touchdowns that happened 180 yards just just video game numbers was that a great pick for them i think so and remember 
the last time a you know a receiver just took over a championship game? Remember Justin Jefferson with LSU? He went bananas in that game. And where's he at now? Where's What'd he at? Yeah, one of the best rookies that came out. Had an incredible season for the Vikings. So take the production. You know, yeah, the guy's a little undersized, but look what he did. Over 200 yards. The guy can play. And just to round out the division, the Giants traded back. Something they never really ever do. Twice in one in one draft. So when you do that, you usually don't see the results till about a year later because you're, you're giving up your spot. You're basically building it for the future. So I'm not really seeing them move as too much as far as the odds. But, yeah, it's interesting to break down the division because, to me, it's wide open. It can happen anywhere. I don't know if the, the Washington football team can do it again. Are they better with Fitzpatrick? I don't know. I do know that the Cowboys' offense is going to be rolling. I do expect the Philadelphia offense to get rolling. Yeah. I do expect them to be more competitive. I, I expect them to be better. I, I expect the, 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 the playbook to be more critique for Hurts. That's going to be an improvement. I agree. I think it's going to be an interesting division to watch. I think they made some solid picks. I still give the edge to the Cowboys to win this division. Though. Cowboy guy just said, yeah, that's my boy, Josh. I love you. Yep. Moneyline ESPN 97.5. ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Real fun sports.